Somebody say hallelujah. You are worthy. Give him some praise. It's an honor and a privilege to be able to share the word in this house tonight. I want to give a special honor, and I do this quite a bit, to my wife. She my rib with, um, with some uh, honey barbecue sauce. I love you, baby. I want to thank Pastor Raymond, Miss Heather, Mama Heather, Mom, Zachariah, and all the other. I love y'all. Coming out of 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. This is a topic that's very dear, dear to my heart. And I know that it's dear to God's heart. And the topic is loving one another. If you're there, say amen. If not, say hold on. Our Lord reads, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Somebody say, God is love. And God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we may have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. And no one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. And we know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels or casts out all fear. And if we are afraid, it is not for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. And we love each other because he first loved us. And if someone says, I love God, 
but hates a fellow believer. That person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can't see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their fellow believers. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. You blow my mind at how much you love us. Speak to us this evening, Lord God. As I decrease and you increase, Father, feed us. Feed me, Lord God. For your spirit is already at work in this place. Breathe on your children. Prepare their minds and their hearts, Lord God, to receive your word, Father, so that they can walk worthy of your calling because they've been called by you to love. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Somebody say, God is good. God is good. The scriptures say that God is love. And God loved from the beginning. Before the foundation of the earth, the Bible said that he loved us. As a matter of fact, he loved me so much that even though he knew I would bring shame to his name, he still loved me and he created me anyways. Formed me in my mother's womb. Created me to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ, to be made right in his sight, to restore what was lost and what was lost. I was. My calling, my sonship, it was lost. And he sent his only begotten son. That's love. And God demonstrated this own love towards us. And that while we were yet sinners, he sent his son. His son. The visible image of the invisible God. Love. God, love. The very essence of God is love. He is love for everything that he does. It is driven by love. And it amazed me about how much God loves each and every one of us. I mean, seeing us down there struggling, battling with life. He didn't see us in our messed up state. He didn't see us as the sinners that we were. No, he sent his only begotten son. That means he saw us with value, with purpose. So he sent his son to restore that which was lost, which was our purpose, our destiny. He restored love because before Christ, I had no ability to love at all. I had this idea of love. I thought I knew what love looked like, but see, I really didn't. I had no knowledge of love. I mean, I told my wife, baby, I love you, but I really didn't. I told my kids, I love y'all, but I really didn't love. It was lip service. I would tell them I loved them with my mouth, but my heart was far from them. As well, I was telling God that I loved him, but my heart was far from him also. I can't make this up, man. I'm not that smart. Love. Love And while Jesus Christ was dragging that cross, it was love that was driving him, that was enduring the shame and bearing the shame of the cross for the joy set before him. It was love that was driving him. Love. <laughs> it blows my mind. And God is calling us to love one another. Like he loved us. 
There's one thing I'm seeing in the church, I'm seeing in the world, I see hatred. I see division. Have you ever heard of divide and conquer? The enemy knows a house divided amongst itself, it cannot stand. A leadership divided amongst itself, it cannot stand. A world divided amongst itself, it cannot stand. A nation divided amongst itself, it cannot stand. And the enemy knew God divided from man. Man didn't stand a chance. I'm going to go back to the scripture. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7. And the world order reads, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. That word knows means intimacy. The Greek word is yada. The greatest form of of intimacy, of, of intercourse. Because when you have intercourse with Jesus, you birth something great. Birth power. Birth vision. You birth something great. And he says, if you have this kind of intimacy with God, then you will be able to love like him. Because, see, God is love. And love sent love, which is Jesus. And I told this y'all, and, and I told this y'all on Sunday, and love went down and pulled Jesus Christ up out of Hades. It was love that did this. And the same love that lives, that, that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the same love, the same power that lives inside of us. And one time somebody told me, why do y'all preach about unconditional love? There's no way that man can love this way. And I said, yes, we can. Because greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. See, I am the very embodiment of love. He put his love inside of me. He put his love inside of you. So what is your purpose? It's the love. He said, I chose you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that remains. I'm going to tell you about some fruit that remains. It was driven by love. This is a little testimony. There was this brother that came into the home. He's full of Full of tattoos. He got lightning bolts and swastikas on him. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he bigger than me. <laughs> so anyways, I, I see it. And I'm like, man, we got one of them in there. In here, huh? You know, and then all of a sudden he gets really, really sick. Literally almost died. And he was in the room and he couldn't get up out of bed. He was just throwing up all over himself. And so I cleaned up the throw up, me and another guy, two other guys, cleaned up the throw up, put him in the shower, stripped him down, gave him a shower. And every morning I would come in and I would pray over his bunk. And I would anoint him and I would pray over him and I would tell him how much I loved him. And then one day, day. he goes to the hospital and they tell him he almost said that he could have died or he would have died. He comes back. Once again, I'm in there anoint oil. I'm anointing him up. I'm praying over him. And then one morning, he, he wakes up, and he looks at me, and he goes, Ken, thank you. And I go, no, thank you, man. He says, I love you, bro. And I go, I love you, too. He says, no, nah, man, thank you. I really do love you. 
Why in the world would I expose something that I believe is there? When love covers a multitude of sin. I'm not going to tell you the problem. I'm going to give you the solution. And guess what the solution is? It's love. It is love that brings you to repentance. It is love that causes you to turn away from your sin. It is love. God tried wrath in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, he said, let's give love a shot. (laughs) And God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love one another. And all through this, he's talking about loving, loving one another. But in the church, we have so much division. The world has infiltrated the church. Sunday is the most divided day, segregated day of the week. People can take one sentence out of the Bible. And next thing you know, I'm not loving you and you stay away from me. We are supposed to be the body of Christ, and he is the head. If you got one arm going that way, one foot going that way, one arm going that one going that way, you all over, he's all over the place. In a house divided, it cannot stand. I can't make this up. When all heck break loose, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to go ahead and stop because it really drives me crazy the hatred that I see in the world, and then to see the same hatred that's in the world, man, to come to church and see it here. Where we're talking about each other and gossiping and lying on each other. and It just blows my mind. And it's like, do you not understand? Do we not get what, what our purpose is and what we were chosen to do? We were chosen to love God is love. God said, let's make man in our image. So God made man in his image. And and the number one um, uh, essential uh, uh, characteristic of God is love. When he created us, how did he create us? In love. What is one of the things that we said was lost? It was love. We lost love. Go to 1 Corinthians. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read what love is. And we're going to see if the way that we live as Christians line up with uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Starting in verse 1, and the word of the Lord reads. It says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So imagine this. If I could prophesy, if I could speak all the languages of the earth, if I could speak all the languages of the heavens and all the languages of the angels, 
but I didn't love, it would be like Savannah up here singing, and it sounds amazing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Eddie just starts banging on the cymbal. Bang, 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 bang. Not only does it throw her off, but guess who else it throws off? It throws off everybody. And that is what it is like when you have somebody that can preach or somebody that can prophesy or somebody that knows all these languages, and all of a sudden, they don't love. It's like a ganging, gonging cymbal. And if I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. As a matter of fact, Paul says it like this over in 1 Corinthians around chapter 8, verse 2. He said, knowledge is good for you. See, it's arrogance is all it is. He said, but it is love that edifies or builds up the church. It is love. So it don't do me no good to sit here and pick out everything wrong with you if I'm not doing it in love. I can know how this thing is supposed to go, but if I don't explain it to you in love. Man, I've seen people come in this church, try to pick apart everything that's wrong, and then try to talk about how bad we are, but they don't have no love. It's nothing. It's nothing. And if I had the faith that I could move mountains, I mean, I could literally speak to a mountain and the mountain move. I mean, that is amazing. I mean, I could be on YouTube and I would get a million over a million views and YouTube would be sending me a check. But God says this right here. I don't care nothing about that. If you don't love, that means nothing. And you're nothing. So if you think you're something and you don't love, you're nothing. And if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. That's about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. That means if if somebody threw a bomb in here, I was to jump on top of the bomb just to get recognition uh, that I wouldn't get to see anyway because it's a bomb and I would die. But anyways, if I did that without love, then guess what? It says you have gained nothing. All you've gained is a blown up body. That's all you've gained. Now I love this part right here. Love is patient. Woo. Love is patient. Let's be, let's be real for a second. Can we be real? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To your leaders here, to the pastor right out. It is hard to be patient. As a matter of fact, I've heard people say, I don't want to pray for God to give me patience because if I pray for God to give me patience, then I know that he's going to test me there and send people around me that's going to get on my nerves and drive me crazy. He ain't got to send them. they already there. I promise you. But get this. It said love is patient. See, here's what love does. Love sees you when you first come into the home or you first come into the church and you're broken. I minister to you. You still continue to do the same old thing you were doing. But see, love, what it does is it's patient. You see what I'm saying? And it actually make allowance for you. That's what it does. 
It understands. Love actually understands where you're at right now at this moment in your life. How do I know this? Because in Psalms 103, God, the Bible says that God knows that you are weak, that you are just mere dust. And he is patient with you. Now, that same patience, that same love that is, in, that is in God, that is God, guess what? That same love is in me. And so I am the embodiment of that very love and that, of that patience. And love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. We can get so much on our high horse because I'm so anointed. You're below me. I said, that's not love. I don't care how anointed you think you are. I don't care how many brilliant sermons you preach. Without love? Gong, 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 gong. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Get this. Love, it does not demand its own way. Let me tell you what love does. Love, it denies itself. That's what love does. Love, it denies itself. Here's what love says. Love is in the garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood, saying, Father, not my will, but love says, not my will, but thy will be done. That's what love says. And it's amazing how Jesus is in this garden and he's sweating blood and he goes to his homeboys and they, he tells them, look, man, I just need y'all to stay awake with me and pray. I need y'all to fight and pray. He goes over there where they're at, they sleep. He goes back and prays some more, sweating more blood. He goes right back, guess what they're doing? And get this. He says, Lord, if there's any way possible, please let this cup of suffering pass from me. And he didn't say, because my homeboys went to sleep on me. He didn't say because my best friend is about to deny me three times. He didn't say the same people that I've been healing, the same people that I've been bringing sight to, these same people are going to crucify me. That's not what he said at all. He said, not my will, but thy will be done. Now that's love. And that same love. But why is it so hard for us to deny ourselves? We are so selfish sometimes. We're always in our own way, looking for our own way. Like saying, I want to do ministry, but I want to do ministry the way I want to do it. And God brings you people, and you say, wait a minute, I don't want to minister to these people. That's not the kind of people. That's my own way. You see what I'm saying? Because, see, they make me feel uncomfortable. See, and I don't really like them because they think they all that in a bag of chips. See, I don't like that because they don't, I'm not going to say that one. But anyways, <laughs> that's what self says. Instead of denying themselves and saying, okay, God brought you to me. I'm going to love on you. And, and get this. You ain't got to always try to come up with no uh, 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 scripture to minister to somebody. I mean, have you read the Bible? Have you read the New Testament? Have you read what Jesus did? Did you read what Jesus did? You know how Jesus loved the people? 
He met a need. He met a need over and over and over and over and over again. He wasn't sitting there telling them, uh, preaching a sermon to him all the time. No, he didn't try to come up with some scripture. No. And what we should be doing is becoming this right here. This is love. And this is what we should be becoming. Always talking about it, but not being it. Always teaching it, but not living it. It's the, it's the Bible. This is real Christianity. This is Christianity loving. To be Christ-like. To live and walk this earth as like Christ did. Greater is he that is in me. It is not I that live, but it is him that lives. I'm crucified. I'm dead. Are you dead yet? Love, it denies itself. Love is, this love is selfless. See, it's unconditional. This love right here puts you before me. That's what this love does. What this love does, it lays its life down. That's what this life does. I mean, that's what this love does. And this is unconditional. And all of us, if you've received the Holy Spirit, if you have God living inside of you, you should be loving like this. Deny yourself. And love, it is not irritable. I can't tell you how many times, how many people get on my nerves. Some of y'all out here get on my nerves. But it don't mean I don't love you. <laughs> see, love, see, love, love, love one another. It is a commandment. He said, this is what Jesus said. He says, you can sum up all these, these, all the commandments can be summed up in two. To love the Lord with all your, with all your heart, mind, and, and, and strength. And to love thy neighbor like you love yourself. He said, they can, this can all be, all be something. He said, this is a commandment, right? Do you know what a commandment means? Commandment means that you're the one that make the choice to do this or not. So, you're, so love ain't always based on feelings. Right? Because he said, love your enemies, which means I don't have to like you to love you. <laughs> I don't. But I love all of y'all. And I like most of y'all. I'm just going to be real. Y'all act like we can't be real from the poop here. <laughs> Love is not irritable, and this is my favorite one. It keeps no record of being wronged. This is what you see in Christianity now, and I'm guilty of it, so I ain't doing no tripping. I'm not preaching to y'all, just y'all. I'm preaching to myself. This is, what, this is what Christians do now. You wrong me, I go tell somebody about you wronging me. Now, see, if love keeps no record of wrong, guess what happens? I can't even make it to you and remember what you did to me. Why? Because love keeps no record of wrong. So what I do is I go tell this person about what you did, and next thing you know, this person over here is praying, oh, they did you wrong, instead of saying, hey, do you love that person? Pray for them. They are, they, they are hurting you from a broken place. Maybe they don't know who they are in Christ. Pray for them. 
Maybe they don't know who you are in Christ. Pray for them. Love them. Because love keeps no record. It keeps no record of the wrong that they've done you. And get this. It does not rejoice about injustice, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people get excited when they see somebody fall. And the whole time, cheering them on to fall. Cheering them on to fail. Go fail. <laughs> Go fail, win. Lose. <laughs> it blows my mind. And they come bragging about, hey, you know, such and such, man. They, they come, and they come. Instead of saying, I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God reveals to them who they are, how they're the righteousness of God. And love never gives up and never loses faith. Man, I'm so crazy about my mama. Man, my mom. I mean, I literally went to the county jail probably about 25 to 30 times. I cannot tell you how many times my mom came and visited me and told me, Ken, God has a plan for your life. I'm locked up. I'm about to go to prison. What you talking about? My mom really, truly loved me. And she didn't give up on me. She didn't. See, love endures. It endures. Now, some of y'all are, are giving up on others and, and this, that, and the other, and, and don't do that. Because if Christ lives in you, and this love, the love that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, this same love, this same power that lives in you, then love, then your love, it will endure forever. Amen. And it won't lose faith. Why? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Your faith is not just in them. Your faith is in Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, I'll supply all of your needs according to my riches and of my glory. And so if they need deliverance, guess what? I'll provide that. If they need freedom, I will provide that. If they need to be a better father, I will provide that. Love. And it is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless but love <laughs> love will last forever now our knowledge is partial and incomplete and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture but when the time of perfection comes these partial things will become useless and when I was a child, or when I loved as a child, when I had no knowledge of love, I had no idea how to love, I loved as a child. But when I became a man, I put away those childish things. When I came to a knowledge of love, when I understood that the power that lives in me, the love that lives inside of me is the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, I love like a man. I love like a man.
And now, we still see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely, just as God now knows me completely. And three things will last forever. Hope, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. I dare you. I dare you to love somebody. I, I got this from, uh, I, I double dog dare you. I dare you, to, I dare you to get in the presence of the Lord. I dare you to love somebody. I go back to 1 John chapter 4. And go to verse 12. And the word Lord reads, No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Nobody ever seen God. But they'll see God's love in you if you dare to love. I dare somebody I dare if somebody say something bad about you that you love them. I dare if somebody wrong you, you love them. If they lie on you, you love them. If they give up on you, you love them. I dare you to. I dare you to love them. I dare you to love your enemy. I dare you to love them. I dare you to bless those that curse you. I'm not talking about love with mouth and love with, with word. I'm talking about the love in deed and truth. I'm talking about really, truly love them. I dare you. I dare you to love. We've seen perfect love. Hey, right, worship team, you can go ahead and come up here. I'm tired. I'm sweating. Man, it is God. I'm serious. I'm ser when I say this is God, I mean literally it is God. It is God. He seen me. Get the <laughs> He's seen the value in somebody like me. He's seen the value in somebody like you. And he paid a price. And their price is more precious than any kind of gold, silver, diamonds. Diamonds couldn't afford you. Gold couldn't afford you. Uh, Fort Knox, it can't afford you. It is the blood of Jesus. He bankrupt heaven for you. <laughs> Man, that is love. And this love right here, this love right here, this love right here, this is the same love that lives inside of us. Woo. And I dare you. I dare you to love somebody. I dare you. We should be. You are, the, you are the salt of the earth and you are the light of the world. This light, it cannot be extinguished by any kind of darkness. It can't. So you can put you, one person, full of light and full of love, and you can put it slap, right slap dab in the hood full of hate. And guess what? All that hate, it can't extinguish love. It can't extinguish the light. Woo. 
You're the salt of the earth. You can dump the salt and water or anything else. And, and, and guess what? It can't take the flavor away. Which I got to calm down on the salt because they're at high blood pressure now. <laughs> the Lord is making his appeal through us. He's making it through us. And it's not by lip service. It is by action. You're an ambassador of Christ. You're a representative of Christ. And it's not by word. It is by action. He loves you. And I know we've kind of got love confused because we watch these romance movies on TV that got us all jacked up. Maybe we come from a broken home. Maybe we've been divorced three, four times. We, have, we ain't never had a relationship that worked. So we don't even know how to, we don't even know how to love. Don't be ashamed. Ask God, God, show me, teach me. This is what he says. He says, take on my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He says, I know how to love. And guess what? I want to teach you how to love like me. A love that lays its life down. A love that keeps no record of wrong. A love that endures forever. A love that does not give up. Ask him. I dare you to ask him. And watch him show up. <clears throat> Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this altar is open. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your love. I thank you for the purpose that you've that, that you have for us, the plans that you have to prosper us, for the thoughts that you have of us. I number the grains of sand on this earth, and I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for placing your spirit in us, for placing love in us, and give us this burning desire to love one another, Father God. This perfect love, and cast out all fear. Oh, Lord God, you're so worthy to be praised. You are worthy.